Today is April 2nd, 2021, Friday, otherwise known as Good Friday. And uh, even though it's not necessarily a national holiday, at least here in the United States, uh, some people might take this day off of work, but it's not a recognized national holiday where businesses and schools close down. However, in the world of Christianity, okay, uh, this is a a really big week uh, that culminates in Easter Sunday that happens this coming Sunday. And so here's how the week goes. If you're if you have a Christian faith background, you'll know this. And I'm, I'm not trying to shove anything on in you. So if you're listening to this today and you're not of the Christian background, that's okay. I'm getting ready to make a point, but I need to explain to you kind of what the Christian faith believes about this week. So it starts off with Sunday, which would have been last Sunday. Um, I forget the date. I want to say it was the 28th of March, but it's the Sunday prior to Easter, you know, whatever date that is in on, on any given week of any, of, of any given year. And it starts off with the story, and it's called Palm Sunday. So again, in, in the Christian faith, it's termed Palm Sunday. And what the celebration is, is that is the Sunday, or that's the day that Jesus enters Jerusalem. Comes in on a donkey. And as the story goes, there are people lined up and they're shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. And they're waving palm branches as Jesus enters. And then the week goes through, and I don't know if the timeline is is exactly correct, but again, this is all celebration for it. So as the week goes through, by the end of the week, um, during the week, there's this thing called the Lord's Supper, and it's where Jesus meets with his disciples, also called the Last Supper. And uh, actually, it was called the Last Supper. Yes, the Lord's Supper or the Last Supper. And that takes it up to where Jesus was, uh, he was betrayed by Judas, is what they say, for some silver pieces, for some money. Basically, there was some money exchanged for the life of Jesus. And that takes us to a scene, a a pretty brutal scene, where Jesus uh, is getting ready to get arrested, and Peter loses his, his ear in the process. And even before this, there's a time of prayer. There's a time of prayer where Jesus goes out. He knows he's getting ready to be betrayed, but he goes out and he spends some time in prayer. And he says these words. He says, if it be your will, let this cup pass from me. And what he's saying to God, so Jesus in the Christian faith is referred to as, as God's son. So he's, he's asking his dad, he's saying, hey, can you take this away from me? He, he knows, according to the Christian faith, that he's getting ready to sacrifice his life on a cross. Um, he's getting ready to die, and he knows it's coming. And he's asking God, can you take this away from me? Well, he gets arrested, and as the story goes, he is brought before Pontius Pilate, and uh, he's sentenced to death. Um, and so Good Friday is the... Good Friday is the celebration, if I can put it that way. It's the remembrance of Jesus Christ dying on the cross. And so it's kind of a somber day in Christendom. And so you'll hear 
well, I guess you'll see a lot of churches, they hold what we call Good Friday services. And again, it's all about remembering what Christ did on the cross, which leads to Easter Sunday. And if you know anything about Easter Sunday, that's the what the Christian faith would believe. According to the Bible, Jesus rose from the grave. And so that obviously is kind of the foundation for all of all of the Christian faith is Easter Sunday. And that's a very big Sunday all across the entire world, right up there with Christmas. Here's the point I'm trying to make. Easter Sunday comes, but before you can get to an Easter Sunday, the celebration, you've got to get through the Good Friday. You can't start the week with Palm Sunday and then skip the garden, skip the last cup, you know, skip the last supper, skip the betrayal, skip the sentencing, skip the crucifixion. You can't skip any of that and then just bump immediately go to the resurrection. That's not how it works. You've got to get through all of that so that the resurrection makes sense. If you have Jesus entering in on Sunday, Palm Sunday, and you don't have anything else, and then there's Resurrection Sunday. Well, you can't have a Resurrection Sunday. You can't have something resurrected that never died, right? So in order to have the story that we have, and I'm a person of faith, so in order to have the story that we have, there has to be the death, has to be the crucifixion, has to be the betrayal, there has to be the Last Supper. There's got to be all of that. Here's the point I'm trying to make, and this is very much a personal development kind of a podcast. You can't get to the good times until you walk through the hard times. You can't get to the mountaintop until you go through the valley. You can't get to the mountaintop until you climb the mountain. And if any of you have ever hiked before, you know that the mountaintop is just amazing. I've never hiked any real mountains, large mountains, but I've hiked some out here in Southern California. We have some pretty big hills. We, we would actually call them mountains, but other people from Colorado or Washington State, they come down here and they said, that's just a hill. It's a pretty big hill. But when you get to the top of the hill, and there's one hill that I like to climb in particular, you get to the top of the hill and you can see the entire county from the top. It's just gorgeous. And on a perfect sunny day, which there are many here in San Diego, it's just a perfect, it's just a perfect day. But you can't reach that mountaintop until you do the climb. And the climb is hard. It's really hard. Your back hurts, knees hurt, your legs hurt. You know, sometimes my hands even hurt because the pressure, the, the blood, you know, all the blood is rushing to my legs to give it all the energy it needs. And so then my hands are hurting. My neck hurts, my back hurts, all that. It's a form of exercise, but it's painful to reach the mountaintop. It's painful to get to Easter Sunday. It's painful to have the victory. It's painful to get to the victory. It's fun to have the victory, but it's painful to get to that. The point I'm trying to make for you is this. In life, the successes don't happen without the failures. A lot of times in life, if we're not, if, if, if we're not careful, we, we try to go either from success to success to success to success, which is akin to 
climbing mountains and just saying, I'm going to climb. I, I'm, I'm going to jump from one mountaintop to the next mountaintop to the next mountaintop to the next mountaintop. And that's all I'm going to do is just jump, boom, 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 one mountaintop to the next. And you can't do it. It's not possible. There's this one, uh, it's called North Fortuna, North and South Fortuna. It's on Mission Trails. If you live in San Diego, you know where that is. I love to go out there and do hiking. It's just a beautiful place. Um, and so you get to the top. There are several points when I first walked it where, you, where you're climbing, you're climbing, you're climbing, you're climbing. And you think if you just turn the corner, it's going to be one more little climb and you're going to be to the top. And you realize you got to go all the way down to the bottom and climb all the way up to the top again. And that was frustrating the first time I said, you've got to be kidding me. But I'd already, I was already halfway there, so I, I went ahead and did it. And then when you get to the top of North Fortuna, you look over and there's South Fortuna, just maybe a half a mile in the opposite direction. You can see it, but in order to get to South Fortuna, you got to go all the way down and work your way back up to South Fortuna. And some people, they pride themselves on doing North Fortuna and South Fortuna in one day. That, that's a lot of climbing. That's a lot of up and down. The point I'm trying to make is this. You can't just bump, I guess, unless you had an airplane or a helicopter. You can't just go straight from North Fortuna to South Fortuna, the, the peak of both of those. You've got to go down back into the valley in order to go back up. This is the point I'm trying to make. In life, in business, in relationships, you can't just bounce from mountaintop to mountaintop to mountaintop to mountaintop. You've got to hit the valleys. And sometimes in life and in business and in profession and in relationships, we get really discouraged because, it, I mean, if you think about it, you spend a lot more time in the valleys than you do on the mountaintop. I mean, that's just how life works. It takes a lot longer to climb than it is to just sit around on top of the mountaintop. And if you're anything like me, you get to the mountaintop, and you're like, man, this is awesome. This is beautiful. Take a couple of pictures. Uh, okay, now it's time to go. And then you got to make the climb all the way back down. And that's hard too. You spend more time in the valley on the climb than you do in the mountaintop. So here's my word of encouragement for you today. And I hope that somebody's listening to this who needs this today. Be encouraged in the valley. Be encouraged in the climb. Without those two things, the mountaintop, it, 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 it just wouldn't be the mountaintop without it. I mean, imagine, I mean, imagine if you can go just from mountaintop to mountaintop to mountaintop. What, what, then there wouldn't be valleys and the mountaintop wouldn't be fun anymore. What makes the mountaintop so exciting? What makes the success so rich? What makes that moment where you get the job so amazing? What makes the highs in your relationship so high is because in all of that, you've experienced the low. Why is, you know, when you think back to high school or college or graduate school, why is graduation such a momentous day? Why? Because you've had to go through so many painful um, steps to get there. That's why. You've had to take a lot of tests. You've had to endure. I think about high school graduation. You've had to go through 12 years of getting there and a lot of tests and a lot of quizzes and a lot of ups and downs and, and, and relationship problems and trying to figure it out and trying to figure out what it means to be a young man or a young woman. 
the pressures that are on, you know, sports and uh, the other extracurriculars, music, dance, plus your studies, plus trying to get into a good school and a good college. And then some of the kids, you know, these days, some of the students, especially back when I was a kid, you know, we had jobs outside of it. So why is it so exciting to get to a high school graduation? Because you've had to go to a lot of pain to get there. But you can't just stay in the high school graduation. Imagine if life was all just one big graduation. It'd be no fun because there'd be no work to get there. What makes the mountaintop so good is the climb that you've had to make to get there. You can't have Easter Sunday without Good Friday. You can't have success without failure. And so for somebody who's in the middle of it today and you're going through it and you can't see the end of the tunnel, I promise you it's coming. I promise you it's coming. You just have to keep pushing forward. And to the person who's climbing and can't see the mountaintop and can't see the mountaintop and can't see the mountaintop, I promise you the mountaintop is coming. And the harder the journey is that you're going through right now, the sweeter the mountaintop is going to be, I promise you that. The greater the feeling, the fulfillment of that success is going to be if you can endure the climb, if you can endure the time in the tunnel when you can't see the other end of the tunnel. And so I want to encourage you to stay at it. Stay at it. Stay in it. Stay with it. In a moment of transparency, I'll say this, and I'll let you go for today. In my own life, I have wrestled with bouts of anxiety, and they hit you at the least likely moment. Well, at least I used to think that until recently. And then here's what I begin to find. After every bout with anxiety comes something beautiful. And I could give example after example from my own life. But here's, but here's the key. Here's what happens a lot of time. When we hit the anxiety, when we hit the pain, what do we do? We either turn back, right? So we get far enough into the tunnel, we can't see the other end, but we know that there's an end back there. So we turn around and go back. We get halfway up the mountain. We can't see the mountaintop. It gets frustrating. So what do we do? We, go, we start climbing down the mountain. I'm not doing this. Mm-mm. Climbing down the mountain. We get in the middle of anxiety, and, and, and we don't like that as human beings. We don't like any feeling of discomfort, dis-ease. So what do we do? We do anything we can to avoid the anxiety. We eat. We run to bad habits. We, watch, we numb ourselves with lots of TV. We get on social media and just scroll through Instagram for hour after hour. We crawl our ourselves back in bed and we we put the covers over our head and we just avoid we run to a friend and we gossip we tear somebody else down to make ourselves feel better in the moment and this is what we do and so we never really experience the anxiety because that's too painful it's much easier to go eat it's much easier to uh, to numb ourselves with television or social media or netflix or Hulu or whatever it is that you want to do or listening to music all day. And, and, and all of those things in, its, in their selves, in and of themselves, they're not wrong. 
there's nothing wrong with taking a day and sitting and watching Netflix. I mean, if you're doing it every day, every weekend, I would just think I would caution you on that because life is so beautiful out there and you don't want to miss it. So I, so I would caution you on that. But there's nothing wrong inherently with eating a little bit of junk fruit from, from time to time or watching a little bit of Netflix or crawling underneath the covers. But if we're doing it as avoidance of something painful, instead of learning about what's going on. And what I've learned in this in my life, two things. When I have anxiety, when those moments come, it's usually there's something inside of me, something inside of my mind, something inside of my emotions that needs to be fixed, that needs to be worked on, that needs to be dealt with. And so that means for me, I got to get in a journal. I got to get in the journal and do a deep dive on myself and figure out what's wrong. And I've also found, and this is very exciting, I've also found that somehow my body knows there's a sixth sense that something good is getting ready to happen. And it's like anxiety. I'm racked with anxiety for about three or four days. And again, if I were, you know, 10 years ago, I would make some unhealthy decisions. I'd eat three pizzas or, you know, uh, binge watch the entire weekend, uh, binge watch some show that's not good for my mindset, you know, whatever it is, it's what I do. And I found now that if I walk through it courageously, even though it's painful, and I've learned in my life too, that the greatest thing to do when you're walking through a time of, if it's anxiety or fear, or whatever, go exercise, go for a long walk, go hit up the weights, go for a, a, a long hike, go for a swim, get out in the ocean, go to the beach, do something to get your body moving. I mean, you've got all that pent up energy anyway, so you might as well go use it. And that's what I've, that's what I've come to see. And so I guess the point I'm trying to make is this. When you walk through it, at least in my life, here's what I can say. When I've walked through these moments in these times, there's always something amazing on the other end. And it's almost like life is pushing something towards me to say, do you have the strength to push through this so I can give, so I can give you something great on the other side of it? And I will tell you in recent weeks and months, I'm very proud to say that I've been able to push through, but it's so hard. It's so hard. But it's just a reminder that the victory, the mountaintop doesn't come unless I'm willing to go through the pain. And the same goes for you. The mountaintop will not come unless you're willing to experience the pain. And that is one of the most important things that I can give you today on this Good Friday. I'm not trying to throw my own religion down your throat at all or my own faith down your throat. But here's what I want to say. This is true in life. If you want Easter, you got to get through Good Friday. If you want success, you got to go through failure. If you want the mountaintop, you got to go through the valley. If you want to get on the other side of the, uh, of the tunnel, you got to go through the tunnel. This is how life works. Oh, I hope you have a great Good Friday, however you're spending it. Hope you have a great Easter weekend, however you're spending it. And I hope you take these words that I'm saying with you today. Hardship most always precedes massive success. I'll see you next week on the podcast. Take care.